Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal, as we listen to a little bit of that velvety smooth voice of Luther Vandross. And uh, we just love this time of year, folks. The Christmas season is upon us, and uh, we are going to... uh, Take a little break from uh, our 10-year anniversary fundraising event that we've been doing. And uh, I know many of you out there have really anticipated this interview as much as I have anticipated doing this interview. We have with us, folks, on the line none other than the great Bill Gertz. And uh, Bill is a New York Times bestselling author many times over. He's a veteran Washington Times columnist. Uh, you can check him out at the Gertz file. And right now, Bill Gertz, uh, hey, brother, uh, Merry Christmas to you. And thank you so much. Thank you for all you've done over the years. Thank you for writing this great, great book, I War, something that I talk about all the time. And, and thank you for visiting and sharing with our audience. Well, thank you, brother, for having me on. It's, uh, it's great. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, this is, uh, you know, to, to folks like you and I, uh, what's happening is obvious. But uh, the way the Democrats get down, uh, I call them the coalition of evil, and I lump them all together. Uh, not not you out there, Ma and Pa Democrat. I've been saying that for years, just like when I beat up on the Republicans. I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Republican. I'm talking about your leadership. But these people, uh, Bill, Correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, the Democrat leadership, the media, the communists, the socialists, the fascists, the atheists, and the Muslim fundamentalists. And I could that list could go. I could go on for another minute. Uh, they're they're all in cahoots with the same idea that your rights and my rights are not a gift from God, but that our rights are whatever they say they are. That's right. They're looking at it from a globalist perspective, and they don't see it, uh, the uniqueness of the United States of America and, and the freedoms that we have here, and that, and we're, we're gradually losing that under the liberal left leadership, as you mentioned, and it's a real problem. And ho- the more people that become aware of that, yes. uh, the more people that can help to correct that and make it and help those people to understand that, look, We've got the greatest uh, blessing here in America, and the reason we have that blessing is not just for us, but it's for us to share with the world. And yet uh, the way it's working now is the rest of the world seems to be coming against all of those uh, American values and ideals. 
Yeah. Well, the world is dominated by nations that want your rights to be what the people in power say they are rather than rights that you're born with because they are a gift from God. And I mean, our founding document says that the purpose of government is just to secure rights, not to grant them. Yes. Doesn't that make us unique from, let's say, the, the Islamic countries, which the word Islam literally means to submit? Yes. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have this uh, incredible system, and uh, it's in peril. I mean, we need to fix it. We need to get uh, people understanding uh, that uh, freedom is not free. Uh, you know, we've, Amen. Got to, we've got to work to... Uh, to correct whatever uh, problems we have, but uh, the basic system is great. And, and the biggest problem, in my view, is China. Yes. China has uh, a commu- is a nuclear-armed communist dictatorship, mm-hmm. and they've figured out that the communist economics don't work, so they've kind of made kind of a quasi-capitalist system, but mm-hmm. their, their political system is still uh, a, a communist dictatorship, and Top they're starting down. to export that. They're starting to export that yes. to challenge the view that the United States has been doing for the last century or so. That says mm-hmm. we're the, we're the greatest uh, system, and people should follow our example. Yeah, yeah. Now, your book I War, you share basically um, something I've been on for years that warfare has morphed. And it's not like it's 100% new. The technology is new, but the intent goes all the way back to Sung Tzu 2,500 years ago, you know, 500 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. He was writing that the greatest victory you will ever win in warfare is the victory you win without firing a shot. So share with the audience, Bill, how a nation... Fire, wins a victory without firing a shot. Well, the Chinese in particular, the Russians as well, as well as the Iranians and the North Koreans and, and the Islamic terrorists, they have figured out that the U.S. is the most powerful country militarily. And so they've realized that they're not going to win against us militarily. So they're using information warfare. And that ranges from using economic leverage, uh, diplomatic intelligence, all of these, what I call non-kinetic, that is, they're non, right. they're, there's no effects that uh, are physical directly, uh, mm-hmm. but they, they have the same effect as warfare. Now, the problem for the U.S. is we, don't, we haven't recognized this. Our government and our leaders have not understood that we are already in kind of an information war with these countries, and, mm-hmm. and we're not winning. And, you know, yeah. what they say in, in warfare, if, you, if, you, if you're not... Winning, uh, you're losing. Right, and because there's so no we, such thing as a stalemate. Yeah. yeah. Now we w- warfare in in our lifetimes has well well a little a little longer than our lifetimes. But let's say the lifetime of our nation, uh, warfare has gone from um, you know weaponry that shot one time to uh, multiple shots to warships to planes uh, to nuclear weapons to the point where. People realize that there's going to be no winner because even if you win, what are you going to rule over? Everything's destroyed. And and so th- this information, isn't this, wasn't there a, a cohort in America that did understand this? Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ronald Reagan waged yes. economic warfare on the Soviet Union, uh, brought the price of oil down to, I think, $10 a barrel, and uh, Russia being a petrol state, 
could not financially keep up with the weaponry, so they just said uncle. Yes, you're exactly right. Um, during That was the last time the United States understood the threat posed by uh, a, a major power. Now, at that time, it was the Soviet Union and mm-hmm. all of its satellites, and they were spreading to Africa and Latin America. And Reagan understood that, so he launched a very targeted information program using uh, covert means to support dissidents in in the Soviet Union, in Eastern Europe, and basically other means, too. Uh, You Mm -hmm. mentioned the economic side. Also, on the military side, he developed the Star Wars uh, anti-missile system, which basically, when when that happened, uh, you know, we we learned after the fall of the Soviet Union in 91 that Gorbachev said that that was – that was really the death knell. They knew that they could not compete with this technology. So it was a combination of those factors. But more than anything, it took leadership. It took recognizing we have a threat and calling the threat what it was, an evil empire. Mm, Exactly. I loved how he used those words, the evil. And, you know, and the thing about Reagan is that, and again, dealing with information, he was called the great communicator for a reason. And and it seems that in our war, communication is key. And uh, case in point, you know, we could go on we could go on for 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 the whole two hour program on the uh, international uh, scene and, and, and the implications of information warfare. But I think a lot of people see it more in our daily uh, existence, the way the two camps internally um, approach this with the Democrats uh, being extremely aggressive and the Republicans being always on defense, being cautious and wanting to be above above the fray and treat them as my friend across the aisle. Uh, have these Republicans not read Saul Alinsky where he said use their book against them? Yeah, uh, that's definitely the case. I mentioned that in IWAR. This is chapter uh, eight. You know, this is yeah, a concerted so, effort. To yeah. Fight. And folks, to, uh, get this book. It, Bill, this book is great, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Chapter 8, go go right ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, no. It's, uh, like I say, the, the point is you have to understand what, what happened during the Obama administration. It goes back to the 60s when the anti-war radicals uh, who really were against America, they saw America as the greatest threat to the world, not – the Soviet Union, not China, not uh, other nations. Uh, they saw the U.S., so they had this anti-U.S. Uh, perspective, and they realized that they, they couldn't get anything done with street protests, so they ended up going into the government, and they culminated during the Obama administration uh, with what they called the long march through the institutions of America to try and transform America from you know a democratic, uh, republic, freedom-loving uh, capitalist system into a more socialist, uh, globalist system, and uh, we're really suffering from the effects of that. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, under the Trump administration, they'll take some steps to try and reverse it. And and they are. I've, uh, I was recently at a White House briefing with a senior official who was talking about the various things that they're doing. They're trying to undo a lot of these bad things that were done during the Obama administration. Well, why didn't Trump just fire everyone? I mean, see, Democrats know how to wield power, and it, and it seems yeah. that people that are aggressive with power and want just personal power have a, a keener understanding of the use of power than people who are defending freedom 
do because I remember Bill Clinton fired all 93 of the um, United States attorneys and no one made a peep. George yeah. Bush fired six of them. And, you know, the, well, no, the Democrat information machine descended on him like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Well, the Trump administration has. In fact, just yesterday I was at a briefing where an official said that all 94 U.S. attorneys, except one, were, were dismissed. The problem has been the Democrats in Congress have blocked the Trump administration from replacing those attorneys. So now they've gotten rid of the former attorneys, but they haven't been able to get their people in, in place. So that's kind of how, what the problem has been. They, how, I think how they do, recognize. How do they do that? I mean, I think this is one of the things Roy Moore is, is running on. He's saying, and I'm in agreement with him on this particular point, that you have a 51 percent majority so why not use that rather than the 60 percent? I mean, the Democrats went from 60 to 51 on certain things. And uh, now if they were in power, who doubts that they would take it 100 percent 51 rather than 60? No one doubts that. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the Republicans in the Senate are starting to get things done. I think a big test will be uh, in the coming days when they're going to do this tax reform plan. They've got mm -hmm. a major overhaul of the tax system, the first one since uh, um, uh, 1986. So hopefully they're working through now the conference. It's passed both houses. Now they've got to go through and make sure that the House and the Senate version are reconciled. And then uh, once that gets passed, that'll be a major accomplishment. I was yeah. uh, very concerned that there, it was going to be blocked in the Senate, but uh, it appears to be on track. Mm-hmm. And, and, folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us the great Bill Gertz. And Bill's latest book is I War, War and Peace in the Information Age. And, uh, and now, Bill, can you hold on uh, just for one break? I have one very, one more very, very important question to ask you. Uh, okay. But we're, we're in the middle of our very first fundraiser in the 10 years that I've been on the air. So I've got to take okay. this break. We'll be. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hail ye heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, 
thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. My special guest, Bill Gertz. You can get him at thegertzfile.com, his latest book, I War, War and Peace in the Information Age. And uh, thank you so much for staying over with us, Bill. Sure. Good to be on the program. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I tell you, it's good to have you. I've really been looking forward. When I heard about this book, I was like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And I've enjoyed it, man. Uh, But now, this is a question I have for you, because many, many people, even on our side, okay, uh, Uh my, my big issue is that I think on our side of the aisle, you know, and I'm, I speak to and about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we're people that believe in things that are solid and real. And above all, we believe our rights come from God, not from our fellow man or our, our rulers. Amen and, to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but our, our side seems to want to give, the other side, and this is the side that believes our rights are whatever the people in power say they are, as you accurately point out with China, Iran, Russia. Well, we have a cohort of people in America that uh, believe in being a ruler, not governing by the consent of the governed, but just ruling. And But we seem to give them credit for the integrity of their intentions, yeah. And I'm trying to get at their intentions that my, my belief is that they don't see. And, and now, it, you know, we it's, if you and I differ on this, that's OK. You know, with you and I, we're still brothers in arms. OK, but <laughs> it, it seems to me, Bill, that when we say that they believe that they, let's say they believe in the socialist utopia uh, pablum that has never ever worked anywhere it's been tried okay but that and so this is their reason their justification and when we say that i know we don't mean it but the way it comes across to the uninformed person uh it comes across to them that they mean well and i think they believe in communism and power because rather than compete in the open marketplace of ideals which a capital base system means you have to compete okay i have to compete for donation dollars businesses have to compete for customers uh as a broadcaster i have to compete for listeners where people that go into government they are escaping the competition 
and they are mandating that you do what they want you to do rather than convincing you of that. And I think that is the crux of the divide between Republican and Democrat. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. You're correct. It's it's what it's what I call ideological subversion. And like I say, it's been going on in earnest since the 60s. And uh, it's part of this uh, whole cultural Marxism uh, narrative where they're out to change the system. They have a goal in mind for personal gain, not to benefit society. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's 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 a version, and they've done it through the entertainment industry. They've done it through the education system. They've they've uh, are attempting to do it through the business community. Uh, all facets of our society are kind of under information attack from this kind of this anti-American narrative, and it's up to us uh, on on the right side here to. To get these things right and to, and to yeah. educate people, and we have to do that through debate. So we need uh, better information tools. Uh, you know, I've approached the uh, uh, Trump administration with a lot of the proposals that I have in my book, and they're very open to them. And what we really need to do is to set up new institutions which are going to fight against this uh, cultural Marxism, which is uh, really destructive of our whole system and, yes. and our values. Yes, yes. Well, God bless you, brother. You are really doing the Lord's work. <laughs> and, uh, now, how has your personal experience been in the, the types of pushback that many on our side uh, receive? Well, um, it's it's been, uh, i got to say, it's been a challenge. I mean, you know, um, like I say, I, I briefed the White House <laughs> uh, several months ago on a number of proposals, and uh, but then uh, the people that I was uh, I was working with were were moved out of the White House. Steve mm, Bannon and yeah, uh, and yeah. uh, Seb Gorka, you know. But there's other people there too. So I'm I'm hoping to meet with some senior officials and also present these ideas because it's doable. Everyone yeah. agrees that we need to do it. It's uh, the problem is right now things are so polarized in in Washington. Uh, it's very hard to get things done. But yeah. I think it can be done. Fifty one percent, brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, while, while we have it, you know, what if yeah. we lose it? Okay, yeah. while yeah. we have use it while you get, while you have it, make hay while the sun shines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, thank absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, okay. Bill. It's re- it's been a true delight, and uh, you are welcome uh, to have to share this microphone anytime, brother. Okay, well, have me back on in a couple of months. I'll, I'll, be, I'll look forward to it. Okay, God bless you. Thank you all right, again. God bless you, and Merry Mer- Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. All, all right. right. Well, all right, folks, and um, we're going to open the phone lines up. We have uh, 804-454-1366. That was great with Bill Gertz. Uh, we have time for just one phone call. My good friend, uh, Pastor Carl Gallops, is going to join us on the other side of the bottom of the hour news break. And, uh, well, let me take that back. We don't have time for one phone call. We uh, just got the sign. We're a minute to break. And uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so that that was great. We encourage you to purchase the book. You can get the book at our website, as a matter of fact, thereallyrealdeal.com. We are now an Amazon affiliate. Uh, the website is thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to have my good friend, Pastor Carl Gallops. 